0: I-V-M.
1: Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach. And today with us for a second time, we have Dr. Fred Moss. Now, if you haven't heard the first episode, I recommend going and listening to that because this is a continuation of that episode where we're talking about discomfort and understanding the kind of discomfort that we all face in our lives and what are the elements that we can do to get out of it. You know, and and there's this um, big need now to be liked, right? Like everyone is consciously, you know, everyone has to like me. Everyone has to accept me in that sense, right? And we, even a lot of the, you know, spiritual leaders that we've listened to in the past, they say that it's okay if people don't like you, you know, being disliked is a superpower, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Is there a discomfort
0: Cardone. Grant Cardone talks about having, like,
1: you know. Two billion dislikes or something. That's (laughs) count my dislikes. That means I'm doing something well. What is this that's happening? How do we? How do we get out of this kind of a mindset? Mm -mm -mm. Well, I'm not a soothsayer. I don't know exactly how
0: we're going to get out of this mindset. It seems to me that I'm counting on spirit and counting on divinity of some sort, counting on uh, divine providence, or you know, counting on there being an impact from somewhere else, a larger impact, one that we didn't see coming. Hmm. So in the article, the award-winning article that I wrote uh, a few years ago called Global Madness, What We Must Do to Unite, wow. uh, which I, I could share with our listeners, I uh, would get a copy to them. Uh, in that article, we talked about that what is really gonna take is a global threat that's bigger than any of them that we have now. Hmm. Clearly, uh, climate change or a pandemic or you know global unrest aren't big enough. Hmm. So what would it take to unify us and have us step into, wait a second, this is a bunch of bullshit. Let's stop doing this and really take life for what it is and a temporary opportunity to make a difference in a positive direction. What that's going to take is a global threat. And in the article, I guess I'll talk to the teaser. It was like a global threat from the outside, Uh, perhaps an invasion from another planet or something where we were given three months or a year to live because we knew that there was either a meteor or, or a, a, another planet, a, a, a population from another planet that was now threatening us, our earth as, a, as an entity. The question is, if that was to happen, if we were to learn today for real, that they are coming, they, the, the people from, the, the, I, the, the characters from um, Mars were coming down here to destroy the earth, Would we be able to set aside our differences and work together in order to save the planet? Or would we just absolutely destroy the planet and say, nope, I get that they're coming, it's the end of the earth, but I am not going to align with that person over there because they believe differently than me. I'm not sure how that would really go, by the way, but that's what I think it was really going to take is an opportunity to, you know, like really
1: face either stepping up together or erasing the planet. Yeah, I'm smiling because it would be a a task between um, security and survival or just anarchy and hedonism, right? Right. Which one would survive? Oh, we have one year to survive, All right, one year to live. I'm going to eat everything that I wanted. I'm going to do whatever I wanted. Exactly. Or are we going to band together? It's a very interesting question. Yeah, it really is.
0: I don't know. And I'm not positive. That at this point in time, I'm not certain. I can get pretty disillusioned with humanity. I would wish that we could get together. I really would, that, you know, we would find a way to use our technology and use our brilliance and use our creativity to not only save the planet, but to nourish the planet, to flourish on the planet. I, I mean, that's what I would hope for, but um, there's a but, you know, I'm not positive. Why well, I, I can become pretty um, disappointed at times with the way humans are working with each other. Uh, all the while, you know, it's really important, even the people that are disappointing me or disillusioning me, it's really the same thing we talked about earlier. It's very important to listen carefully as if what they have to say is their reality and all they really want, even the people over there who are completely wrong or completely like, different or completely like unacceptable in their views, all they really want is to be heard too. So if I can be there with that and be amused with the fact that we're here temporarily, you, I, you know, I mean, some some people forget that this is just a temporary ride. It's going to be over. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's 40 years from now or maybe it's today, but whatever, it's going to be over. So you might as well just like look in wonder and look in, you know, like look in curiosity, like marvel uh, with everything that's coming at you, including the things that are difficult or impossible to
1: tolerate. Yeah, you know, you said something so important right now, which is that it is temporary. And you have one of two options, you know, when people realize, oh, life is temporary, screw it, right? That is the f- That is one way of looking at it, screw it, what's the point? Or the other way is like, wow, life is temporary, let's understand everything about it. Like, let's exactly. look at it with it. Wide eyes, like the eyes of a child and just approach exactly. everything. Right, you know? exactly. And, um, and this reminded me of something else, which was that a trend that I'm seeing is, you know, we give up the current discomfort for little pleasure and push the discomfort into the future, right? For example, you can see, you know, credit card debts and things like that, right? You're spending way more than you are. Is there um, a trend that we are just not understanding how to be comfortable with this discomfort? Are we just trying to desperately push it away? What is happening? Mm. Well, you point to something, you know, I, I, this idea
0: of getting steady and getting comfortable with the very moment, realizing that what's happening right now is including all the things that are totally intolerable, unspeakable, un- unacceptable, including all the things that are totally misery producing and painful. You could also get that everything that's happening in life right now is perfect. Like you could get that the whole, like accepting all the flavors and all the recipe ingredients of life is what perfection looks like. That this, the way you and I are living our life right now is flat out, totally, 100%, absolutely perfect. Yeah. Exactly, like this. Exactly like this, not like what it could be if we would change this and just make it like that, like really getting that this is perfect in its many colors and including all the things that are not perfect, that we think we have the audacity to think is not perfect okay, so. There is a space, you know, if we get caught up in, oh, if only I can do this, then life would be better. If only I can buy that, then life will be better. If only I can go there, then life will be better. If only I can see that, then life will be better. If only I would do that, then life could be better. And that pursuit, the pursuit of happiness, as they say in the United States Constitution, is what brings trouble because we think that what that implies is that you can't be happy with what we have now. But what I'm suggesting is in redefining the word happy to include being able to accept each and all things, it is possible to get that exactly how things are now, including, oh, yeah, I'm interested in, um, I don't know, uh, I'm interested in that new car, or I'm interested in a house in the hills, or I'm interested in buying um, goats or something um, that I could get that it's perfect as it is now, and I am drawn forth by the notion of improving my life from the outside, but you know, and I know this whole life thing and whether or not you're satisfied has nothing to do with the outside world at all. It has everything to do with the inside world and being able to ground myself into the fact that everything is okay as it is through meditation, through uh, silence, through Uh, simple acceptance and forgiveness becomes the challenge of the planet. Like, can you get, oh yeah, you're not going to be able to change climate change, and you're not going to be able to change COVID, and you're not going to be able to change sex trafficking, and you're not going to be able to change racism, and you're not going to be able to change social unrest. And you can definitely commit your life to making a difference in those things and truly uh, be a contributor to decreasing the effect that this is having on humanity, But what's really, really here is to get that it's, I don't mean that in despair, you're not gonna be able to change those things. I'm saying, learn everything you want, everything you can to make a difference in these important areas. But in order to really have a life that's worthwhile, it's very important to get that all that's happening right now, everything, the more we can absorb and accept is this simply being a human experience. That's when we get the renewal. That's when we get the reset. That's when we get to live a real life
1: starting right this moment. Mic drop moment, because like you just said, this is the human experience and you are living it completely. You're not missing out on something. You just think that if I have these three yachts it will make my human existence better, right, or this human experience better. No, because there are a wide variety of emotions that you're experiencing and this is one of them and this is one aspect of life. We're going to take a quick break See you on the other side. Welcome back. All right, let's jump into the conversation. So if this is the case and people are listening to this and they're saying that I'm I'm in a state of discomfort, okay, it is uncomfortable. I want it to change. That's again, looking at the future, saying hopefully it will change, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there things to do to become comfortable with this discomfort? or allow this discomfort to gently pass or understand that life will move in a different direction in the future
0: um are, so the question is are there things to do to become comfortable with the discomfort is that what you're asking or can you or is there it a again? perception
1: change that that I, that i need to have with uh, this uh-huh. discomfort because life is this is in a state of discomfort right now correct mm-hmm. no matter what and and it's painful and it's not nice correct but I want it to change. That is still, again, looking into the future, saying that if only, Mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. But even for that, if only, there are some steps that I need to do, right? Something has to do to change. Yeah. What are those aspects? So one is obviously having your voice. The second one that you said was about doing something creative, doing something for others. These things I can immediately start thinking about. What Mm -hmm. about those days when there's just, I don't want to get out of bed?
0: I get it. Well, there's, you have a couple of choices there. You don't have to get out of bed. Stay in bed. And once you're in bed, take care of yourself. Write a poem. And if you don't want to write a poem, if you just want to stare at the sky, okay. If that's working, then you should do it. Stay warm in your bed. And if you have a friend, if you have a wife, or if you have a spouse and you like that, then stay with them. Or bring your pet with you, your dog, your cat, whatever you have. You know, some people have different animals around the world. They're not dogs and they're not cats. And um, I'm always curious to that, but that, I don't want to go too far. Pets can be a beautiful source, a beautiful source of, uh, re- of living life. Uh, I have three cats and they are, they are, they're so spectacular, all three of them. Every day I watch them and they give me a whole new sense of what it means to be comfortable or what it means to be alive. My three cats get so comfortable all day long, they're just the most comfortable beings I've ever seen. They find these places to lie down. They have super fun with each other. All they want to do is eat or they sit in a window and they just manage life in a beautiful way. So if, you know, if all we want to do is to sit in bed, one of the choices is go ahead and sit in bed as long as it's bringing some degree of joy or satisfaction or renewal. Now you could also say, one of the things to do is to step out of bed and realize that the world needs you just like you are in full despair. You know, if, if you don't have any energy at all, there's probably somebody out there who you could contact or go visit or check in on. And when we do that, again, listening. So like I might say, so um, Ashton, I might call you and say, so my man, what's how are you today? What's happening over there? Even if I feel like shit, calling you and you might say, dude, I feel like shit today. And I'm like, I know, right? We both feel like shit today. Like I woke up feeling shit. You're in a different time zone and you feel like shit. Like there's some unification that can happen. And all of a sudden, even the fact that both of us feel like shit becomes a source of joy because we found another person who feels like shit just like we do. It's amazing that life offers those opportunities that we can even share, even if the ship is going down, even if we're about to get annihilated, if we can find someone to share that experience with some degree of joy is infused into our life. It's a remarkable phenomenon.
1: Yeah. It's a connectedness, right? That, that, that exactly. That's essential. Yeah. Beautiful. And, and, and like you say, the communication is something that bridges these two together so beautifully. Dr. Moss, Any ideas that you would want to leave our audience with anything that we haven't touched upon that you're very passionate about that you would like to communicate?
0: Well, I think we're really, we're really talking about a similar thing here. So, uh, I am very passionate about having people find their true voice. I think that there's something about when we stop speaking our true voice, when we just say and do that, which we're told to do and told to think and told to say, we give up our soul and, um, we're watching a lot of people actually go through that challenge right now. People who we used to know and love or people who we thought we knew and thought we love are like being herded into thinking this or thinking that whatever side you believe about that or whatever side you believe about that. And they're not really thinking for themselves. And because of that, they're not really speaking their true self forward. So there's that. You know, there's like find your true voice, Find your true voice. And you know that's my most recent book is Find Your True Voice. This will be released this this uh, this month. And then we have, you know, podcasting. And what I want to say about podcasting is it's no small potatoes, this podcasting stuff. It might be the last remaining vestige of a platform. That lends itself to unmonitored, uncensorable, uncancelable conversations that call forth true voice, true listening, and true humanity. It's not owned by a social media agency. It can't be immediately stolen from us. This is your information, as I, you know, as we like when we set up today, you made sure I have local files. And that's because, you know, you can, you know, in the worst of situations, you can contact me and I can send those to you. So not only are they not owned by by a corporation and they're they're singly owned by the speakers and listeners, but they're broadcast to billions of people potentially. So if either of us had a massive podcast, you know, a Rogan level podcast, and um, we had an audience of several million or who knows, 100 million people, we could make a difference, no kidding right now from the state of citizenship earthly citizenship, we can make a difference to a population that didn't see us coming. So podcasting is a fascinating way, a super fascinating way, still alive, you know, still alive and kicking, uh, a super fascinating way to get our point across into the universe.
1: Um, A while back, I was doing a workshop on podcasting and they asked me about, you know, who should start a podcast? And I said, everyone should start a podcast Mm -hmm. because everyone has some aspect that they're extremely passionate about. And mm-hmm. I think what podcasting does is it allows you to bring out that passion in a very mm-hmm. different and unique manner, right? You could mm-hmm. have a podcast in gardening, you could have a podcast in mm-hmm. cooking, you For can sure. have a podcast in anything, right? anything. And that is where I think, um, like you said, communication lies and the connectivity lies. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. Absolutely. Lovely, Dr. Moss. Um, I thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How can people get in touch with you? Where can people reach out to you? So, uh, there's a couple of places. My website is under construction,
0: but you can still go there. It's not that bad. It's a few years, a few years ago, so it's ready for ready for a re uh, for a facelift, and that's happening also this month with my team. And my website's called WelcomeToHumanity.net, and I'm Dr. Fred. At WelcomeToHumanity.net is my email. So, um, Dr. Fred, Dr. Fred at WelcomeToHumanity.net. Um, the true voice community is really exciting and, uh, that's, uh, being loaded up now in my Facebook group. It's called true voice, the true voice community or the true voice podcasting community. And we're having a summit. Um, the summit is coming up on February 19th and we'll see, uh, I'm not sure when this episode actually drops, but we'll be having another summit shortly after that in April. And the summit is a find your true voice summit, find your voice summit. And this is a place where people can learn and come to um, and work with others or play with others or be with others who are also interested in preserving and then delivering our true voice. So the Find Your Voice Summit is coming around the corner. Um, Another place to look at for me is on LinkedIn. Um, And then there's my podcast. You know, there's the Welcome to Humanity podcast and the course that I teach, which is the. Again, it's, um, it's called the True Voice Podcasting Mastermind. And uh, I have a whole lot of fun just graduating people from zero to 60 who didn't know how to be podcasters. Some of them didn't have any idea what a podcast was. And after taking my course, they walk away as actual world-class podcasters. And that's the best way to find me. Awesome. How long have you been doing your podcast for? I'm um, My own personal podcast is just about two years
1: now. All okay, right, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Super, yeah. thank you for coming. Pleasure, thanks for having me. So start these habits and share with us your progress using the hashtag TheHabitCoach. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or IVMPodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can find lots more information on my website awesome180.com or check out different content on my YouTube channel called A-W-E-S-O-M-E 180 that's awesome180